what are the gifts that you've used in the past? What are the things that you think God has given to you? The word gifts that we talk about is, is charismata. That's mm. the Greek word, which is just a word that means something given with grace or favour or kindness. Hello and welcome to another episode of Postcards from Antioch and here we are again uh, looking at another theme to help us in our understanding of discipleship and leadership and growing in our, in our understanding of what God says uh, in his word and applying it to life and today we have James opening up what is another big topic we, we like yep. to go for those we don't do we? Yeah. yeah we we kind of it gives us something to talk about doesn't it exactly and hopefully it's interesting so this episode today is all about spiritual gifts and uh, a bit about what the bible says about spiritual gifts a theology of if you like so how are we going to broach this yeah. topic so we're doing we're splitting this into two episodes so you really need to listen to both of them if you want the whole everything that we're going to talk about or, or say um so this first one as you said a theology of spiritual gifts or perhaps more some of the under underpinning biblical thoughts about spiritual gifts because there are some things although the uh peter and paul uh write about spiritual gifts there are some things that are common themes that run through their writings even though they're writing to different churches about different things uh so maybe some of those things and the second part is perhaps hopefully a bit more practical at least thinking you know talking about spiritual gifts and thinking well what about me? How do I apply this? How do I think about my own spiritual gifts? What what should I do with them in church? Those kind of things. Yeah, oh, good. And I think sometimes uh, we can jump straight to that without doing the what does the Bible actually say and what does this mean? We, yeah. we kind of, I know I have done multiple surveys uh, or questionnaires right. yeah. of discover your spiritual gifts that's right it's very easy we'll talk we'll talk about the, that and those questionnaires perhaps in the second yeah the second part a bit so more. if they're live issues and questions for you then there's an extra reason but let's get some of the yeah. groundwork done today yeah absolutely let's read the relevant passages etc etc so spiritual gifts. yeah so let's start by reading some passages from the yeah. bible so there are four uh passages with a few verses really from four different letters that particularly list spiritual gifts and i thought we'd start by reading those out okay. so romans 12 i think was verses yep. 6 to 8 so just those verses please okay romans 12 6 says we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us if your gift is prophesying then prophesy in accordance with your faith if it is serving then serve if it is teaching then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Okay, great. So Paul lists some gifts uh, that he says we've been given and gives some a bit of advice on how to how to do those things. So uh, Paul again writes to the church in Corinth. He has a lot to say to the church in Corinth about spiritual gifts and chapter 12. Mm. If you read verses 8 to 10, please. Yep. Okay, here we go from verse 8. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. 
to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Great. Thank you, Oz. And uh, Ephesians 4, verses 11 and 12, just okay. shorter. Yeah. Paul kind of throws these in. He's talking about something else, really, but he mentions spiritual gifts here. Okay, and he's, it says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God becoming mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Thank you. And just so we don't think it's only Paul who talks about them, 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 to 11. Please. 10 to 11. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Okay, thank you. So Peter doesn't sort of give the list that Paul does, but again, he's got this idea that there are gifts given by God for um, his people to use. Um, And the word gifts that we talk about is is charismata that's mm. the the greek word which is a plural of charisma mm. so gift charisma is gift charismata is gifts and that's the word that's used in those passages there that's what people tend to think of when we think about spiritual gifts hence the idea of the charismatic movement or charismatic yeah. church you know uh, is is your is it a charismatic church um Meaning, do you have other spiritual gifts? Yeah, there's about almost the Bible. an expectation, isn't yeah. there? If it's current, then you'll see lots of this happening. That's, It'd be a bit of an that's absolutely right. But um, the word charismata, the word charisma, kind of is just a word that means something given with grace or favor or kindness. So, gift is a fair translation because that's kind of what a gift is it's something given uh, as, a, as out of kindness or grace. Yeah. But the word charisma is actually used, it's used more than just speak about spiritual mm. gifts. So in Romans, when Paul says, uh, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The gift of God, what's the word there that Paul uses to refer to that? Charisma. The, exactly, that, that, same yeah. word. So it's important to remember that, that when the Bible talks about anything that God gives, kind of the New Testament talks about something that God gift, gives with grace, uh it uses the same word and although we're talking about spiritual gifts and charismata um it's important to remember that as far as the new testament goes speaking in tongues is charisma but so is eternal life uh these are all things that god's given grace but we're grace gifts is a phrase i've heard yeah and that kind of sort of pulls together those two aspects you've drawn exactly so i think any theology you apply to spiritual gifts has to take into account the same theology you apply to anything that God gives. Like it's a, a, an expression of his grace, for example. Yeah. So you can't take a position that um, 
I, you know, salvation is a gift of grace, but spiritual gifts, well, maybe, you know, you deserve some or you don't deserve some or whatever. It's all the same. Yeah, they're um, for the, the, a certain type of person. Exactly, yeah, yeah. They're all just... If you do what you should do as gifts a Christian, of grace. go to church, yeah. read your Bible, then you get the... Yeah, yeah. that's right. They, they, they feel the same thing. So okay. I want to talk about a couple of things. The first thing I want to talk about, and I don't know if this is something that people think about but i want I, it's something that always comes up in my mind is is there a difference between the gifts spiritual gifts that paul talks about in the new testament and talents things you're good at natural abilities because there does seem to be some overlap in some of them um for example it's easy with some gifts like speaking in tongues yeah. is a supernatural gift and no one's yeah. going to just say oh he's just you know, he or she, they're just really good with foreign languages, for example. They're just natural linguists. No one's going to make that mistake. Yeah. But I'm sure you've heard people speak, Oz, at times, yeah. and, you know, Christians and non-Christians. And where's the line between yeah. someone being a gifted That's right. speaker or just talented? Just yeah. a so natural... some teachers are used to teaching whatever their subject might be, and therefore that's quite a transferable skill. That is learnt, exactly yeah which could be used in the study and explanation of what the bible means in certain passages so yeah hmm, there's 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 a, a an interesting point there then isn't there so are some things that, because lots of people regardless of whether you're christian or not have got talents and exactly yeah and are, there are some some people who it seems are not christians who are better at things that you might think people in church are gifted at People who aren't Christians might be better than people who are Christians yeah. at those things. Uh, so where's the line? And it's not always easy to tell. I mean, someone have the gift of hospitality or are they just, you know, friendly and laid back and relaxed and good at making others feel relaxed? You know, where yeah. can you tell? So I think from in terms of what the way the Bible approaches it, there are a couple of distinctions uh, that when we talk about spiritual gifts, there are a couple of things the Bible says, which make them different to talents. So my my view is that they're not the same. Mm. You know, the spiritual gifts Paul talks about are not the same as just the talents you were born with, the things you were naturally good at, which are still gifts from God and can yeah. still be used by him. But there is a difference. For example, actually, uh, have you, could you look at 1 Chronicles 15, 22, please? Oz, read this out if you can. Okay, 1 Chronicles 15, 22. Kenaniah, the head Levite, was in charge of the singing. That was his responsibility because he was skillful at it. So, thank you. So there's Kenaniah, who is, we're told he's good at singing. So he's given a responsibility to use that in service to God. But Paul does not list, you know, the gift of singing as one of the spiritual gifts. And equally, uh, Exodus 31, if we could read that, please. Exodus 31, verses 2 to 3. See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a very interesting idea. Again, the, Paul doesn't talk about spiritual gift of, you know, uh, glass blowing or being good with arts and craft but what we have in the old testament is god saying there's someone who's good at this and i have 
filled him with my spirit to do this for my service. So the line gets a bit blurred, but I think what we talk about in the New Testament, the spiritual gifts, is something distinct. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying this to illustrate. It does not mean that you cannot and should not use other talents for God and God can't use them for his glory. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, helpful to reinforce that, isn't it? Because it may well be that it's an obvious thing that you're good at before you become a Christian or even, uh, and then God uses that in a spiritual sense, in a deepening way, in a kingdom way, in a for the encouragement of the church, for the glory yeah. of God, when before it might not have been used to that end. It might have just been to bring That's money right. into the house. So it, it kind of makes sense to use personality, experience, talents, absolutely god does a bit more than just top them up yeah it's kind of what we're saying yeah that's right there's, there's the, something significant yeah, about a gift there, from god that is spiritual absolutely and i think that's what paul is stressing is that the spiritual gifts as we understand them are something that is given they're not something you're born with they're something that are given to you at a point in your journey um and the question is when uh, and this is a difficult. It kind of makes sense. I, well, maybe it's not difficult. I think the clue is in the passages we've read already, particularly 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul basically says, look, the Spirit gives them as he wants to give them. This, it's up to God when he gives them. So um, so they not, might not be for life. That's an that's a intriguing possibility. For a yeah, season, I mean, period of time. so... There are two, I think sometimes in my understanding is the moment they're given for the building up of the church. That's one of the things yeah. I said. So it makes sense that the moment you become part of the church, in a sense, the moment you become part of the body of Christ, the Holy Spirit may give you a gift or gifts to help encourage the body of Christ. So uh, it makes sense to me that the moment you become a Christian, the moment you receive the Holy Spirit, these may be a time where, along with that, you are given spiritual gifts. Yes. But we also read um, in 1 Timothy 4, I, I can read this. Yeah, yeah, gift. just where Paul says to Timothy, do not neglect the gift which was given you through a prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. So Paul seems to be saying to Timothy, you've been given a specific gift. Don't neglect it. But it came when the elders prayed for you. Um, so and equally there's another example in 1 Samuel when Saul is anointed as king and we read uh, 1 Samuel 10 as Saul turned to leave Samuel God changed Saul's heart when they arrived at Gabir a procession of prophets met him the spirit of God came upon him in power and he joined in their prophesying so there's an example of Saul who was not a prophet in fact you know, he goes on to say, is Saul among the prophets becomes a saying in there sort of like as for something that uh, an expression of, you know, something unbelievable. Um, Saul's not a prophet, but for that moment, he's given the gift of prophecy. Yeah. So the um, spiritual gifts seem to be given as when the spirit wills, which could be at some point in our Christian journey but that's the thing they're given to us by the spirit they're not mm. something we're born with and not something that we would say are naturally ours yeah okay so there's some really helpful biblical principles straight away from the passages and the examples we've got so they come often at a season for a time but also 
um, they're for all Christians. Yeah. It's not just some, whilst there's been some illustrations Absolutely. of Timothy and Saul, we also read about the body and playing your part in the body yeah. and all members being um, important and having a gift of the Spirit. Yeah, and I think that's something else. As you said, I think every believer yeah. is gifted, the spiritual gift. Not Again, not just... I'm not just saying every believer is good at something. Every believer is talented. Like every human being has talents, has abilities, has natural um, capacities. But this is something uniquely Christian, if you like, um, that God gives to every believer. Um, yeah. So I think there can be, as as you did say, there can be some overlap like um uh the your natural abilities can work with your spiritual gifts and we'll think a bit more about that in the next session mm. but this is something distinct this is almost like god saying right not just here's something i'm giving you that defines or shapes your role in my body this is the job i'm, I'm not giving you a gift i'm giving you a job mm. Um, and this is what it is. Uh, and, and I think the other thing that makes it different from a talent or ability is it's something that God, just like you said, it's not God just topping up what we do naturally. It's something that God uses in a specific and powerful way that he doesn't use, uh, you know, the fact that you, you're a, a good sort of uh public speaker for example mm. like you can have someone who's a very good public speaker mm. and you can have someone who's a gifted speaker mm. but gifted by the holy spirit and the fruit will be very okay. different what yeah. happens as a result of them using those abilities yeah. Yeah. will be different and i think that's something else to bear in mind that the, the gifts of the spirit are different because essentially they are a manifestation they're a way of the holy spirit in you connecting with the holy spirit in others yeah so straight away that helps us to see doesn't it then that it's not about me and my gift it's about a grace gift that we've received that is actually for the benefit of others that's right yeah so it's quite other directed yeah there might be exceptions but yeah I, yeah i i think that's serving speaking it's it's not for self it's for others so absolutely when we go oh well, i want to discover my gifts have quite a me-centered approach that might not be the most biblical way of looking at it absolutely and that's the second thing i want to move on to right. is why does god give them okay and hopefully you've already picked up from oz and i talking why he gives them but i think it's a good idea to actually focus precisely on how much emphasis is placed yeah. on why god gives them so actually rome could you go to romans 11 please Oz. chapter before yeah. yeah romans 11 and verse read read verses 11 to 12 say again i ask did they stumble so as to fall beyond oh, sorry romans recovery? one okay i'm thinking there we go let's leave that grafting of branches um Let's, yeah romans that. 1 11 to 12 sorry uh, we'll leave that in as a testament to our you know the, the our authenticity exactly we were talking about beforehand before yeah we started recording that's what we want to do yep 
verse 11 of chapter 1. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Okay, so Paul there writing the Romans says, I long to to see you so that I may impart some spiritual gift to make you strong. Gift, charisma. Um, It's not, you know, but again, it's a spiritual gift. So is he talking about these spiritual gifts, you know, or is he just saying something else, like an encouraging word or something? But what's the reason? Why does he want to impart these this spiritual gift what it yeah it seems to be the encouragement of others faith so mutual encouragement yeah. by each other's faith so this yeah. gift serves that purpose that's right it, whatever it is whatever it means whether he's talking about spiritual gifts as we might understand them or it's sort of more generic i want to give you something good from god the purpose is so we may be built up may be mutually encouraged and later on in Romans, Romans 12, when he does start talking specifically about the gifts, the passage is either side when he's talking about Romans mm. 12. He's talking about uh, what kind of things. Well, beforehand, at the start of chapter 12, it's about what it means to be a living sacrifice. Yeah, to exactly. God, um, being renewed. Uh, and then afterwards about love in action. Exactly. So living out of that yep. genuine faith for others. Yeah. And so exactly in Romans 12, talking about spiritual gifts, but he's talking about service. He's talking about love either side. Uh, when we read Romans 12, uh, as we read earlier, you might, we might stop at verse 8, because I think that might be the end in many Bibles. That's often the end of the section. Yeah. But of course, those ver- chapters and verses were brought in in the Middle Ages. So they're, they're not from Paul. And in verse 9, Paul's immediate words, he's talking about gifts in verse 9, he goes on to say, Yeah, love must be sincere. Exactly. So for Paul, he yeah. can't talk about spiritual gifts without talking about service yeah. and loving one another. And that's a bit like in Corinthians. Exactly. In 1 Corinthians 12, yeah. a whole passage on spiritual gifts because the Corinthian church had really sort of got this muddled as to how spiritual gifts should be used. And he ends he ends chapter twelve, but eagerly desire the greater gifts, yeah. and then goes straight on to thirteen. Could you read thirteen? Yeah, I will show you a most the most excellent way. And then one Corinthians thirteen, which many of you will be familiar with, is uh, a passage all about what Oz. It's all so about love. It's about love. Yeah. And in fact, Paul goes on to say, if I have spiritual gifts, you know, if I can speak in tongues, have faith yeah. that can move mountains, but have not love. I gain nothing. I gain nothing. Yeah. So um, he singles out, I think, Paul in this passage, singles out the sort of supernatural, miraculous seeming gifts like prophecy and speaking in tongues, because those were the ones being misused or misunderstood by the Corinthian church. But I think this applies to all gifts. Every spiritual gift is given Mm -hmm. for the purpose of building up the body, for loving one another and which is what yeah. you've you've already said essentially um ephesians 4 if we go to the ephesians 4 passage 11 and 12 
you've read that. You've read 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 that again, please. So Christ gave himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Exactly. This is why these roles yeah. are given, these gifts are given to build up the body. In 1 Corinthians 12, 7, he says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Mm. So this is Paul. Paul doesn't talk about spiritual gifts isolated from the context of building up the body, loving one another, serving. Mm. Um, so why are the spiritual gifts given, us? So that we can build one another up in faith. And yeah, absolutely. Grow in love and maturity and... Yeah, so we can another. serve the church. So just yeah. as you said, the spiritual gifts are kind of unique. Our understanding of gifts is they're given for me. They're given for me. If I'm given, uh, you know, uh, a box of chocolates, thank you, this is for me. I can decide what I do with them. I don't have to share them if I don't want to because they're mine. But God's giving gifts, the spiritual gifts as they are, they're given, they're not for us. They're for the body. Okay. Um, that's to be shared for the purpose of others yeah. which again is completely in line isn't it with the great commandment love the lord your god love your neighbor as yourself so we're christianity is another centered um faith it seems that way doesn't it the yeah. evidence is mounting up so that means how we use them as well and you i don't know you may be we, we may go may go there this time or next time yeah but the way in which we use these gifts matters absolutely because we could be quite unloving exactly and this is what paul is mostly objecting to in to the, when he's writing to corinth and we will probably think a bit about that in the next session yeah but absolutely i mean uh selwyn hughes tells a story uh selwyn hughes who uh, you're familiar with Selwyn Hughes, yeah. the name from a, the past, yeah. yeah, Christian minister who um, says that when he was in church leadership, a man came to his church and said, God has given me a gift of leadership. He's given me the gift to lead and I want to exercise it in this church. And uh, I don't know how you'd respond to that, but Selwyn Hughes said, fantastic. I'll tell you what we do. Um, what we really need are people to hand out the hymn books before the service begins. So if you do that for a while, and then we'll see how it goes. And the, the man left, didn't come back to the church. Yeah. And it was uh, a test, clearly. But to see if mm. this man, he, he felt he had the gift of leadership, wanted to lead. But was he willing to serve? Yeah. Was he willing to use his gift the right way? Was he willing to take his gift and start from that place of, well, I'm here to serve. Um, the purpose of this is to serve the church build up the mm. body yeah so um it's important i think i don't know oz obviously you're a church leader you've got elders i've been in church leadership and i'm on the staff team here but i imagine that is a question that needs to be asked when people want mm. to use their gifts their spiritual gifts to ask that question as well have they proven or will would all they serve Can yeah they serve? and actually one of the first questions i ask people when i meet them and they're keen to join the church and become involved is well as you get to know people and that's a bit of a priority that we start with because to be loving in the use of gifts you need to know people and and um that's it right. is what what are what are the gifts that you've used in the past what are the things that you think god has given to you for the church at this time and maybe we can find a team that is a good fit for that or an opportunity 
but it can be quite tempting to rush into that yeah and often when that happens people suddenly appear at the front that are unknown or um, you might find that there's an identity in the gift and the activity rather than the heart of serving. yeah wanting to serve yeah um so it's, it's it's right yeah really good to have those conversations and talk with people and sometimes people need encouragement to use yeah. their gifts because they're they, they don't feel like they've got any gifts that's or right they're very or will i do this a bit um but the church needs to be an environment where we can encourage and grow and um, use the gifts that god's given us otherwise we're not going to be built up we're not going to be encouraged exactly it's not going to be for the common good and we'll we'll think a bit more about some of those practical things in the next session but that's that's absolutely right really um and i think another f- a f- a final couple of thoughts really that paul does not he never um it's interesting you know are some of the gifts i suppose better better than others more important Certainly, it seems that some are more impressive than others or more obviously supernatural than others. Um, but are you referring to the, the eagerly desired, the well, greater yeah. gifts? So this it's interesting. Of, is there a hierarchy of gifts? Um, There's a list, first, second, third. Well, it's interesting. So Paul says eagerly desire the greater gifts, implying that there is, I mean, the, the New Living Translation um, has an interesting translation which i quite like i don't know how accurate it is but eagerly desire the most helpful gifts okay that's quite a good spin on it i yeah. think uh but i don't know if that's yeah um what paul meant but i would kind of i uh, wouldn't be surprised if that's what he meant yeah. the greater gifts are the ones that are most helpful and do you want to read yeah so i'm sorry, referring to uh, um, chapter 12 27 to 31. 31 yeah if you read the ones hmm. that paul says well he says now you're the body of christ and each one of you has a part of it and god is placed in the church first of all apostles second prophets third teachers then miracles then gifts of healing of helping of good guidance and of different kinds of tongues are all apostles are all prophets are all teachers to all work miracles, to all have gifts of healing, to all speak in tongues, to all interpret, now eagerly desire the greater gifts. Yeah, so it's interesting that, and also Paul's list, his, this apparent hierarchy, might not actually fit with ours. Notice he puts teaching before miracles, which is quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you would personally feel more impressed, you know, if you saw a miracle or if you heard someone who was a really good teacher, but mm. Paul's hierarchy there implies i suppose that there's something other than when he says the greater gifts he doesn't mean the most impressive no he doesn't i've heard or or often understood this a bit by maybe the the things that point to the truth of the word the gospel the speaking gifts that will bring spiritual nourishment explain the the wonders of grace that are different to the serving gifts that are stacking chairs and putting not that 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 there is a hierarchy but one feeds the soul in a way maybe that another doesn't that's an interesting Mm -hmm. argument yeah that i've heard before um in terms of the greater gifts being the ones that are maybe word related and they seem to be the first few apostles prophets teachers yeah speaking a word from god to others yeah could be but I think I think as soon as we start listing in a, a hierarchy, which again, as you said, I don't think is Paul's main point here. No, that's right. We're going to get into oh, that's oh, can I have the microphone then? Because that's yeah. really the the good gifts. 
Yeah, that's right. I've got a better gift than you. And I think then you fail that test of love and service the moment you start comparing and yeah. judging. Um, in, in 1 Corinthians 14, again, Paul talking about prophecy and talks about desiring yeah. prophecy. But he explains himself the why prophecy is beneficial when he's writing to Corinthian church because he compares it to tongues and says, well, tongues uh, might, you know, is f- a sign... Uh, uh, sorry, prophecy benefits the whole church. Tongues benefits the person speaking in tongues kind yeah. of thing. Um, so I think there's no gift that is lesser or not needed or not necessary. Um, the gifts, but if you're going to sort of use a gift, it has to be done with the goal of building up the church. And that's what makes it um a good use of gift, a good gift, yeah. really. And a healthy church is one where there are people speaking, um, people prophesying, people serving, giving, leading, that all the gifts are being exercised yeah. by the right people in the right way in a context and community of love. Absolutely. And then if everyone were to do just a few to the neglect of others, and I guess that can be an issue in some churches maybe at maybe at barton as well yeah. that there's a there's an emphasis on a certain gifting and a absence of certain gifting absolutely some gifts are more impressive or seem to be more important yeah. but i think the if the goal is building up the church building up the body then you can't really say any gift is more important because if it serves that role it's equally important regardless yes. of how yeah. um flashy it appears or how much honor people give it but we'll talk a bit more yeah. about that in the next session the idea of um yeah sort of uh, uh you know am i really gifted or uh that kind of that thing yeah that comparison yeah. that we do which isn't in the bible and some of those practical issues great but that's so hopefully you've you've done yeah. something which chapter 12 of corinthians says which is I don't want you to be uninformed. That's exactly so right. Yeah, we've we've sought to try and understand from the Bible, and it's interesting. I will make the point that Paul says that to the Corinthian church. I don't want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to be ignorant. It's kind of uh, I don't know passive aggressive. I mean, we're backhanded because the Corinthian church were were using all kinds of gifts already. Yet Paul obviously says, "Look, you're uninformed in your use. They're using very impressive gifts, tongues." prophecy all kinds of things yet paul still pulls them up because they're failing in that basic principle of no these are given for service and for building one another up yeah so there's a direct link to character to lifestyle not just the the actual gift being excised in a moment yeah really helpful okay good thank you james and we've got more to come next episode we'll start yeah so there's a an overview and a theology of gifts spiritual gifts and i hope you found that helpful thank you james for what you've shared in that discussion Um, and do join us again next time to find out a bit more about how we apply these gifts in our daily lives thank you